Hey there, welcome to today's episode of Verity Vitamins. My name is Benjamin Pace, and I hope you've had a wonderful New Year's and a wonderful Christmas. Um, This is actually the first podcast that I'm recording of 2024, and um, we're starting out uh, with a Verity Vitamins instead of a full podcast just because of where the days have landed. And before I get into today's Verity Vitamins, I wanted to mention something about the word I felt like I had from the Lord last year for the year of 2023. And what that word uh, was, was based on Psalm 23, and it was the prepared table and the presence of enemies. And I don't know about you, but that's something that um, I definitely experienced both of those things in 2023. But the, the whole point of it was that regardless of what the enemies are, there's a prepared table that we can partake of. And something about that that came up on my heart that I wanted to share just going into this year, um, you know, God prepares a table before us. And, you know, I have that fresh image in my mind of just coming through the holidays and Thanksgiving and Christmas and how there is a table that is prepared that people can partake of. But something that I wanted to emphasize is that, you know, People don't eat everything that's on the table, at least, well, some people may, but but ideally, one person doesn't eat every single thing that's on the table. What they do is they get a plate and they pick out what they want and what they are able to digest. And if they eat that and they're still hungry, well, then they go get some more. You know, there's nothing wrong with seconds on Thanksgiving or Christmas, but you don't try to eat it all just because it's on the table. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because I, I was talking to somebody recently that listens to the podcast, and they were kind of telling me how they had a hard time keeping up with everything that I've been putting out. And they're the kind of person that, you know, they 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 would make an effort to do that because they want to stay caught up. But I think a lot of times it's easy to try and feel like you got to eat everything on the table. (laughs) You know what I mean by that? And this just, I was meditating on that and it came up in my heart. When it comes to the Word of God and it comes to ministries that you receive from and it comes to ministers that you receive from, you know, you got to know who God has joined you to. But also in that, you don't want to try to eat every single thing that's on the table. And God's not expecting you to eat every single thing that's on the table. What you want to do is you want to pay attention to your spirit and the things that God specifically highlights to you. Now, now if you're at a church and that's your church and that those are your pastors, you do want to be prioritizing what's coming through that ministry. And, and my belief is that anything that's trying to take away from that needs to take second place because that's the main place God has you joined. And that's where Uh, you're going to be getting the word that you need that's specifically for you. But in addition to that, you know, the Bible talks about in 1 Peter, I'm sorry, 2 Peter chapter 1, adding to your faith certain things. And so you're not limited to that either. But what you want to do is you want to ask the Lord, God, what are you highlighting to me? What is it that I should put on my plate? Not trying to eat it all, not trying to digest it all, because what can happen is you can put so much on your plate that you don't ever really savor or receive from anything because it's just, 
it's just kind of always in the background because you, you don't have enough time to stop and meditate on something and chew on something. And so you, you don't want to overdo it. I know people say, well, you can never read your Bible too much. You can never listen to too many sermons. Well, there's a truth in that it's good to always have it going and, and getting in your spirit, and that's fine. But at the same time, God's not unreasonable. And there are times that God would say, hey, that's enough. You can move on to something else now. And that's something I just wanted to minister here in the, in the beginning, is that God's not unreasonable, and He's not expecting you to eat everything on the table. Uh, you want to pay attention to the things that stand out to you, the things that minister to where you're at, you know, and, and the reason why I say that is because I put out a full podcast every Sunday, and I put out a Verity Vitamins, which is a shorter podcast on Thursdays. And the reason why I do that is because I'm just putting stuff on the table. You understand? And there may be some people that they really receive from the full podcast on Sundays. There may be other people that really receive from the Verity Vitamins. And there may be certain podcasts that people receive from and certain Verity Vitamins that they receive from. And what I'm doing is I'm just preparing a table. You understand? By the help of the Holy Spirit, that doesn't mean people that listen to this podcast or follow this podcast need to try and eat everything on the table. Just pay attention to what the Lord highlights to you and what you feel quickened to in your spirit. And don't feel like you have to uh, eat everything on the table. You understand? And so I just wanted to mention that here in the beginning. But what we're talking about in the Verity Vitamins is door jams. And the reason why we're talking about that is because what I feel like the Lord has said to me in my spirit about 2024 is that it's the year of the open door. Now, a lot of people will hear that and say like, oh yeah, everybody's got a quote unquote word for the new year. You know, everybody's a prophet. Well, first of all, the Bible said in Joel that even young men would prophesy in the last days because of the spirit. So don't despise the possibility of that. But uh, the Bible also says we prophesy in part. And that means that everybody has a part in that. Now, it doesn't mean that everybody's a prophet. But the Lord can give a prophetic word to everybody, and the reason why we share what the Lord is saying to us specifically is because we have a part. I have a part, other people have a part, and what happens is when you put all the parts of prophecy together, you get the whole counsel of God. And that's something I spent some time talking about toward the end of 2023. But what I feel like the Lord has been saying to me in 2024 is that it's the year of the open door. And this is actually something I thought the Lord said to me last year, and I mentioned it. And I wanted to say this, you know, I've, heard, I've seen people post stuff about, well, 2024 is going to be a, a God did it kind of year, you know, quote unquote, God did it kind of year. 2024 is going to be a year where we're going to look back and say, oh, God did it. And, and there's a truth in that. Uh, we do give God the glory for every good thing in our life, but there's something that came up in my heart that I wanted to mention. Um, there are things God wanted to do for people last year, but couldn't because they wouldn't do what He told them to do. <laughs> and it's the doer of the word that is blessed in his deed. That's what James says. And you know, if you do what God deals with you about, He'll be able to do things in your life. And if you don't, you can stay stuck in the same cycle that you were in last year. So it's true that 2024 can be a quote-unquote God did it kind of year, but it also needs to be a you did it kind of year. Are you listening to me? Because God has a part 
and we have a part. One of the things we'll be talking about is the open door has to do with not only us going through the doors that God opens to us, but us opening the door to Him in our life. It's twofold. And so it's the doers of the Word that will get results, that will be blessed. And so I want to start out here in Romans 5, verse 1. And we're talking about door jams. We're talking about things that stop the door, whether the the door that God opens to us or, let me say it to you this way, the things that try to stop us from going through the door that God opens. Nobody can shut a door that God has opened. That's what the Bible tells us in Revelations. But the enemy will try to keep us from walking through the door. And the other thing we need to realize is that there are things that we can do to jam the door to God in our life, to keep Him from having access in our life. And of course, we could do an 80-part series and get into everything that that is. But the number one thing I want to talk about today is unbelief. Unbelief is a door jam. Unbelief is something that tries to keep us from walking through the open door that God has opened before us. It's also something that can jam the door from Him having full access in our life. In Romans 5, 1, it says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. So it is faith that gives us access into the door of grace. We know that's true of even coming before the throne of grace. In order to access that, to walk through it, we have to have faith. We have to come to Him in faith. And the door is open to those who enter in by faith. And so we have access into the grace by faith, and unbelief is something that tries to deny us access into the door of grace. It's a door jam. In Hebrews 3.19 it says, So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Unbelief kept the Israelites from entering into the door that God had opened to them. And unbelief is also something that will shut the door to God. In uh, Hebrews 4, just the next chapter over, in verse 1, it says, Let us therefore fear lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest. He goes on to say in verse 6, uh, they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. So we see that there has to be a mixture of faith with the word in order to open the door. And if faith is taken out of it, it's like taking the batteries out of the remote. You know, right now, my car, I've got two sets of keys, and one of them, the battery is still working, but the other one, the battery's dead. And so when I go to hit that button to open my car, it doesn't work because the battery's dead. Well, that's what it's like when you take faith out of the, the equation. It's like taking the batteries out of the remote that gives you access to open the door. Do you see that? So how do I get rid of this door jam of unbelief? Well, first of all, I want to mention this. Unbelief can be identified by these two things, a lack of trust and a lack of rest. 
I think there's a lot of things we may think of when we talk about unbelief, but the two things I want to emphasize to you in this Verity Vitamins is unbelief is a lack of trust and a lack of rest. So where there's no trust, where there's no rest, there's no faith. You can't enter the rest because you have no trust. Do you see how that connects to what we just read in Hebrews? If you don't believe, you won't enter into the rest. The more you trust in God, the more you rest in God. The more you rest in God, the more evidence we have that you are, in fact, trusting God. So trust is the key to rest. I want to say it again. Trust in God is the key that gives you access to the rest of God. Entering into the rest of God has to do with finding pasture, entering into the pasture that Jesus wants to lead us into, that he's made available to us. It's a place of rest. As my father in the faith wrote in his song, uh, when you believe there is a place you enter in, a place of peace and quiet rest, there's no more struggle, no, no more labor of your own. You've entered in the rest of God. So if I'm lacking in trust and it's evidenced by my lack of rest, how do I get full of faith and full of trust? The number one thing I want to highlight to you that we do to remedy the trust problem is feeding on the faithfulness of God. In uh, Psalm 37 verse 1, it says, Do not fret because of evildoers. Well, what is fretting? That's a lack of rest because you have a lack of trust. He said, They'll soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. You see the connection of trust. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. He said, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He'll give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. And here it is right here. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do you see the connection between trusting the Lord and resting in the Lord, but how did it come? Through feeding on His faithfulness. You see, His faithfulness reveals to me that I can trust Him to come through for me and to help me. And it, what it is, it's believing that I'm not coming to the throne of grace in vain, that I will receive help in the time of need. He has delivered me in the past. He will deliver me in the future. Look at this in 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 2. It says, That we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. And we have this confidence in the Lord touching you, that you both do and will do the things that we command you. So there's a connection with this and what we do. But do you see that he said, we have faith that God is faithful and He's going to establish us and keep us from evil. He's going to deliver us from people who don't have faith. In Acts 14, 27, this is the last scripture I'll read to you. It says, when they came together, they gathered the church and they, watch this, rehearsed all that God had done with them. What is that? That's feeding on His faithfulness. They all got together and they rehearsed all that God had done with them. What is that? That is telling testimony of what God has done. That is 
magnifying what God has done. It's putting ourselves in remembrance about what God has done. It's feeding on the faithfulness of God. And what's happening? It's building our trust in Him. It's reminding us that we can trust Him. It's not just about, oh, I need to trust God. It's a revelation that I can trust God and I can rest in Him. Not being full of fear, not fretting over what other people are or are not doing. But notice that it says they rehearsed all that God had done with them. And watch this, how He had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. Do you see the connection between feeding on the faithfulness of God and the open door of faith? Faith is an open door into the grace that we receive. And the way we get rid of the door jam of unbelief is by feeding on the faithfulness of God.